This is a West Gippsland Week podcast. And I had the pleasure of going around the exhibition with Simon Gregg, who is the director of the art gallery. And we began, of course, by talking about how he managed to score this little win for Gippsland. The obvious question, how do we get to score the, the Archibald Prize in this area? <laughs> Lots of nagging and persistence. Um, I got on the phone to the Art Gallery of New South Wales people when, in fact, before we launched this new facility here in January 2018, because I felt it was um, tailor-made to take big shows like the Archibald Prize, and I knew we would be able to showcase not just the exhibition to its best effect, but that, um, to, to bring people down to Gippsland and showcase the whole region. Um, as a very proud Gippslander myself, I've really wanted to, to bring all my mates from Melbourne down and, and show them how well we can do art here. We're not, we're not, you know, shouldn't necessarily see ourselves as second best to our city counterparts. In fact, in most cases, I think we actually do things better. So I really wanted to put on a, um, a big show like the Archibald that's a name brand that would bring people here. Um, and make them discover how, how great Gippsland is and encourage them to stay on, tour the rest of the region, spread, that, spread their, well, share their, their money widely, I suppose, with us all, and, um, but more than anything, just sort of enjoy the region and head back and, and spread the word. And it is the only regional showing of the, of the exhibition. We're the only Victorian venue to have the Archibald Prize in its centenary year. It goes back up to New South Wales after this. There are a few New South Wales regional venues, but we're the only venue in Victoria to have the 2021 Archibald Prize. There is a different show that's going to Geelong. I know that could be confusing for people. They have the kind of retrospective, the 100-year retrospective, which starts after us. But we've got this year's exhibition. So let's have a quick look at some of the paintings. Um, the prize winner is... Uh of Guy Warren who himself is an artist and it sort of to me rings a bell that a lot of the paintings I see around are of other artists and self-portraits. Is it a little bit becoming a bit sort of self-reflective internal? It, it is Paul, I think that's a really good point you make. Um, you know the last 12 months for artists is for everyone it's been a year of lockdowns and uh, not being able to get out and uh, certainly there's been limited access to our regular celebrities that you would expect to see in the Archibald Prize. There are, you know, name, um, you know, well, well-known names here in the exhibition like Kate Sobrano and uh, Rachel Griffiths and Kerry O'Brien just behind us here, but there are a large number of self-portraits and portraits of other artists, often because, you know, um, you might not have access to well-known sitters, but we've all got access to a mirror, um, and we're finding that's what a lot of artists are relying on now. So the Peter Wegner portrait of Guy Warren is, is a particularly fascinating one. It's one of a series that Peter's doing of centenarians. So people who recently turned 100, or, or even more than 100, I was on the phone to Peter this morning, actually, he's just completed a portrait of a 106-year-old sitter. Um, Peter's coming down to join us in a couple of weeks for one of our friends at the gallery events. Um, but uh, he was telling me how, um, obviously, what a pleasure it was to paint Guy, who himself is, is an artist, as you say, and himself won the Archibald back in 1885, I think it was, with a portrait of uh, Max Gillies, the Australian entertainer. So it sort of brings everything full circle and obviously really nice too that uh, you, we have a portrait of a 100-year-old gentleman who wins the Archibald in its 100th year, so very fitting. And uh, a fairly classic style of, of painting too. You really get a sense of, 
of Guy, the, the, the sitter, kind of peering out at us from his wizened little eyes. And uh, we really feel that he's, he's here with us. Um, the, the paintwork is so luscious and glowing. And, you know, Peter must be congratulated on the way he's actually handled the, the, the portrait and brought out that sense of the, the sitter. And uh, I can see now, you know, as we stand in front of it, why he won this year's prize. Um, it's, you know, there's, a, there's something magical about it. It's, it's kind of hard to put your finger on. But when, when you think about the Archibald, we're thinking, well, it needs to be a painting and it needs to be a portrait of someone. And I think Peter has pulled off both of those things beautifully. A, it's a, it's a, it's a stunning piece of art, first and foremost, as, as a painting. His handling of the paint is expert. You can see so many colours in there, and yet the whole thing is just so refined and the way he's brought it together in this beautifully cohesive piece that that um, really carries that sense of the sitter. But secondly, a, as a portrait of someone too, and I haven't met Guy, but you know, standing in front of the portrait, I feel like I have met Guy. Um, you really get a sense of who he is as a, as a person. So we'll move along to the Kate Semerano, which is just next door, and it's the, the packing room prize. And I must say that in terms of media coverage, the packing room prize almost gets as much attention as the actual prize. Mm. Oh, for, for very good reason too. And actually we picked out Catherine Longhurst's portrait of Kate Sobrano as, as one of the key marketing images for the show just because it is such a bold and such a powerful um, portrait of, of someone who, you know, I think we all know her through her, her music, but it's captured again something really special that, that we wouldn't have otherwise have seen. The way that Kate is just staring out at us, unflinching with this direct gaze, it's, it's incredibly engaging and powerful. Um, you really get a sense of who she is as this powerful, strong woman. Um, there's little elements in there that speak of her personal life with her, with her rings and the little symbols in those. Um, and a, again, Catherine, the artist, must be congratulated on the way that she's captured Kate. And, and, and again, it's a really beautiful piece of painting. So I think the Packers Room in Sydney have done a good job picking this one out this year. Um, and sort of looking down on us a little bit uh, gives you that sense of, that, of the strength uh, that you can get when you watch her in a show, really. I suppose it's like she's sort of performing for us. When we kind of look up to those bedroom eyes, if I <laughs> uh, couldn't resist, um, it, it is like she's putting on a show for us. So we are held captive within her gaze. You know, you look at Kate and she's looking back at us and it becomes very difficult to look away. Indeed, but we will. Uh, and we'll turn around, uh, as you mentioned, to Kerry O'Brien. Apart from anything, he is one of the most recognisable faces in the show. But also, it's an interesting uh, kind of mixed media effort, which brings to mind the fact that the Archibald has become a sort of a competition almost, in my, my feeling, between the, the artist and the art technique and the, the subjects. Well, again, that's a really good comment you make, Paul. And looking around the Archibald, you do get a sense of the very wide range of approaches to, to making art in Australia today. There's no one way to, of doing it. And it ranges from the very photographic and, I suppose, conventional through to the very um, avant-garde or very almost abstract in some cases um, and everything in between. But the portrait of Kerry O'Brien, um, almost literal in the way that it's, it's painted him very black and white uh, on, on a board of... Uh, newspaper cuttings, all relating to stories that Kerry O'Brien actually um, covered, right back to the um, sacking of Gough Whitlam back in the 70s. Uh, that is all there and you can see Kerry O'Brien kind of superimposed over all the, the stories that he's broken. 
gazing out and there's a kind of, you know, it's a, it is a double portrait and that's something we've noticed this year too, there's quite a lot of double portraits but here it's, it's, it's Carrie O'Brien twice. But it's, again the paintwork's been handled really effectively and we get a strong sense of who he is and what he stands for as a person. Um, I'd like now to walk across to uh, another, again very different uh, self-portrait um, which uh, is intriguing I think. Um, but while we do that, um, you, you've mentioned that one of the thoughts of bringing the exhibition here is sort of the tourism potential, and, and you seem to have worked, worked quite well with the local industry and, and with accommodation packages and, and all of that. Yeah, so the show's been really well supported by Wellington Shire Council, who own oper and operate our gallery, and also the local tourism campaign, The Middle of Everywhere. So they've created a new website, which is, as you say, it's brought in all those accommodation packages and kind of one-stop shop for all the local sites that there is to see around the central Gippsland area. Um, so we have worked very closely with them to ensure that the exhibition is successful. Is it? Well, now we're in front of the... Uh, it's a self-portrait, actually, uh, by uh, called Dark Dad. And the reason I've picked this to, to talk about is that it's... Uh, again, it's a mixed media, um, and it sort of uh, has this father... Um, in the middle of the night, feed, doing the, the midnight feed, clearly um, you, you couldn't possibly imagine anything more evocative of the fact that this guy has just got up in the middle of the night. He is not really there. Um, and yet the, the use of the, um, the, the pyjamas, the, the cloth of the pyjamas, sort of contrasts his vagueness and fuzziness with the, the kind of precision and exactness of the, of the, of the pyjamas. Yeah, you're right. He's actually glued on the fabric of the pyjamas and that kind of grounds the um, almost immaterial sense of the rest of the painting where he seems to be kind of fading from existence altogether. And as someone who's been in that, that exact same position, I can tell you do feel, you do start to question your own existence. Um, so his eyes are great. They're kind of just bleary and... Um, but again, you know, that use of the paintwork and clever use of material to convey that sense of what the sitter is feeling and what they're experiencing um, is, is very appropriate and I think that's why it was selected for this year's show. There are 52 finalists in this year's show out of I think six, 960 that were submitted so but one of the nice things about this year's show is that there are uh, gender parity for the first time with all, among the artists is 26 women 26 men but the majority of the sitters are actually women um, so that's you know a really nice um, aspect that's come across and really diverse number of um, you know range of backgrounds that we're seeing in the cities as well I guess you compare that to the early days of the Archibald when it was just a lineup of men in suits um, looking all very formal and very regal but uh, today's Archibald is certainly much more people friendly I suppose and a lot more accessible too and just uh, to our left, uh, the picture of the um, uh, from the indigenous painter of the the group in the uh, uh, in the Todd River, and it does strike me that there's a, a number of indigenous paintings painters in, in this year as well. Yeah, that's really great to see. And even among the indigenous painters, there's a real range of styles from the traditional um, ochre on, on bark um, through to the, the, the painting that you mentioned with all the bright colours and uh, sort of more, more naive approach. Um, some of the paintings have a really kind of childlike feel as well, which is really nice. Um, they, obviously, the selectors haven't felt that they needed to keep it to just very realistic, very conventional looking pictures, they've been able to open it right up and I've seen kids coming through feeling that, you know, 
almost empowered that they could enter the Archibald Prize too. Um, a number of artists with intellectual disabilities have uh, included this year as well from Studio A in Sydney and some other places, which is really great to see. It just shows that they're not um, precluding or, or preventing or putting up barriers to, to people being able to participate in this wonderful event. Um, and even here on site, as well as the Archibald Prize itself, we've got the Young Archie Prize upstairs, which has got uh, portraits of local heroes of our local um, school children. Well, in fact, it's ages five all the way up to 25, so there's a few different age brackets there. But again, it's just a way of making it really inclusive for our local community and making it feel that everyone could come in and, and, and be an artist. And, you know, if you've been downstairs and seen the actual Archibald, and then you go upstairs to see the young Archie, you will, you will not fail to be impressed, and you sort of wonder if some of them are in the wrong room. Um, I could well see some of those young Archie people down in the, in the main Archibald Prize. And while people are here, I can also recommend they check out some of the, uh, the collection that's on display as well. Thanks, Paul, for mentioning that, and that was something I was really mindful too, particularly given that we're bringing, we intend to bring people from Melbourne down to the Archibald Prize. We wanted to blow them away with what we can do too and say, hey, we're not just a venue that shows other people's exhibitions, we can do great shows too. So the first show people will see when they come through is called This Is Gippsland, and it's a real focus on um, different periods and different different kind of approaches to depicting the um, this land that we call home and it's not just pretty landscapes although there are a few of those there's a lovely piece by Anne Montgomery of Puong the Puong Hills from the 1950s but there's some real grungy and some real kind of gothic stuff in there too because Gippsland ain't pretty all, all the way over and you go into some parts of it particularly down East Gippsland and it gets pretty primeval down there and you sort of half expect dinosaurs to come wandering out of the forest so we kind of wanted to capture some of that in, in the exhibition as well and to kind of pique the interest of all these tourists that come through and make them or encourage them to go off and discover other parts of the region. Well, Simon thanks very much for your time you've been very generous um, and I guess we just should finish with the details people can find the exhibition very easily uh, just put in Gippsland Art Gallery into your search engine or even I think Archibald Prize <laughs> Gippsland will probably all pop up there and very easy to book through. I, I, I googled ourselves this morning actually and we, we come back as search result number one um, above the Art Gallery in New South Wales so all you have to do is google Archibald and we'll, we'll come up on top but the website address is archibaldprizegippsland.com.au and you can book tickets through there and it's got information about all the other events and links to, off to the middle of everywhere. Um, we do strongly encourage people to book ahead um, there are limited numbers of um, tickets available for walk-ups, but we'd hate for someone to, to travel uh, a distance and find that we'll, we'll book out for the rest of the day. So do jump online and, and check out ticket availability, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all here at the Archibald Prize. And it's running until the 21st of November, so another three weeks to go.